are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right, it's Andy, aka producer, by the way, or producer BTW on Twitter. And sitting to my left is Aaron, aka Sanity Crypto on Twitter. And to my left, Daniel Gutierrez, <laughs> aka Daniel Gutierrez on Twitter. All right. D Gutierrez84. All right. Uh, so just one off the top tell you everyone thank you so much for the reviews on iTunes if you guys could leave five stars a review on our iTunes it really helps for being a podcast and also check out the coin boys at the coinboys.com mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hit you one more thing coinboys podcast Twitter Instagram check us out yeah. we're We've all nice over the reviews place. though yeah so people had some nice yeah. words to say honestly we're at 5.0 guys we're somebody doing, called we're me did it, guys. we did it I know Call, <laughs> called you so what? Aaron is Bay I was like oh that's ah. so nice well <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm thanking some of our listeners who probably have been listeners and just never yes. had the time to, or never thought about going over there because we never f- remind people. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're bad about that. We want to get a little bit better. But that is appreciated that people but, have gone there. Yeah, Thank you. It was awesome. And of course, uh, I, I know a lot of people enjoyed the recap episode. Like I enjoyed uh, putting it together. It was fun. And uh, it was fun. It was I'm exhausting. I'm a little out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, was, I, I honestly think I tore something in my knee. <laughs> a lot of walking and <laughs> a lot running. of standing, a lot of walking, a lot of I, rushing around. Every time I kneel down to pick up my baby, uh, my knee pops now. So I'm like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. E3. It's an E3 injury right there. But guys, <laughs> but, uh, I but, want an Oculus from E3. Yes, yes in our the main point that. of news. <laughs> yes, Daniel Gutierrez has won an Oculus Rift S from doing we just took a little photo booth thing yeah you did you, you just some hashtags and everything and then they contacted him and said hey you're a potential winner uh, i was deleted it because i honestly thought it was a bot but yeah. it used my name and i went hang on a second bots don't use my name they no. say hey you or something like that yeah. hello crypto professional <laughs> yeah please do this yeah, uh, and you're just like okay okay so i read it and i'm like does this mean i actually won because there's like you got to just do the following it said steps potential and winner and I'm it was like, just checking your yeah i was checking your so you are human so i i i, I am human Yes. And as soon as I get it, guys, you'll all be enjoying some VR oh, stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a $400 device. I keep begging Brand Daniel. New. We could do a little, just a quick unboxing of it just to show how beautiful it is. Oh, man. I'm going to fangirl out like crazy for great. that. Uh, yeah, so next year, I'm going to be taking pictures on every one of those booths with the hashtag. <laughs> yeah. uh, remember, uh, Borderlands had it, and I think oh, yeah. they're still going to give away a game eventually from those hashtags. Yeah, they're giving cool. away codes. Codes. He's yeah. like, and all you have to do is do it in front of them and say, hey, here it is, and then they'll give you like a mask or whatever. Yeah. And apparently, the mask is worth from Borderlands 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah, people are selling well, yeah, all the eat the exclusive stuff, the posters, the bag, the mask, all that stuff for about, yeah. I'm selling bucks. all my crypto and going into E3 swag. <laughs> it <laughs> might be start. a stronger investment. <laughs> it's bull run right now, right? If we were focused more on getting E3 swag, we could all have been having very nice eBay accounts oh, right now. Man. But it uh, is funny. Post E3, you go right to E3. All the swag that people got that actually got to go uh-huh. uh, are posting. So it is an E3 bull run on yeah, eBay. Like, you, know, you know what I might try to do? <laughs> I might try to test to see if anybody would pick crypto for it. I'll go. See, sure. what, why not? Why not? Why not? Where's the crypto eBay? Because I'm sure that violates eBay's terms because they can't no, take no, a no. cut of your crypto. So I would have to find a place that I could sell it that's not eBay. But that okay, business crypto. idea. Let's start yeah. our own crypto eBay. That's a crypto eBay. Crypt Bay. Crypt Bay. But uh, ICO. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to catch up really quick and mention one thing for me, uh, just casual nothing, uh, is that I saw Toy Story 4. Uh huh. Um, and, and now all the references cry? to your name are, are going to be brought back to life. 
Yeah, well, I have some kind of weird connection to it because my name's Andy, and people in public have said, oh, your name's Andy, like in Toy Story Andy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then yeah. they're like, you have Woody on your foot. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm yeah. Andy. That's Woody. <laughs> they, d- You know, th- there's that confusion. There's confusion he there. He dreaded s- Starbucks. But like, it, oh, Andy, like in Toy Story? Here it was go. excellent movie, but to be honest... It, it was kind of like the only movie that kind of really fell out of the main story arc and it kind of went in its own direction in a lot of ways, which is fine. Maybe that's what they're trying to do to I keep c- it uh, evergreen but as I don't a know concept. Why it was, trying to keep it alive. It, it missed, I know. It's, it, Let them die. It missed like, like maybe like a, a, a little slab or a tidge of just like that warm, hard feeling that the original three gave me. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it was still worth seeing, and it's no- nothing bad about it at all. Like it's you know, Toy Story 3 made me ball like a baby. I cried. And, this, yeah. and so I'm like, and then they said Toy Story 4. I'm like, I can't do this again, guys. Don't make me do this. I'm going to oh, do it. I'm going to yeah. watch it later. But I was like watching the movie Up. When I saw that, like the first 15 minutes, I was so depressed. I was like, I, I can't enjoy this movie. I was like so depressed from that opening montage. In California yeah. Adventure, they have a little Disney animation center in the in the Hollywood area. Uh-huh. And... um. They play throughout a big room. They play all of the different uh, openings to a lot of different animations or oh a little God. stuff. So they played the first ten minutes of up. I'm like, oh. there's a bunch of children here, guys. That is the hardest part. Hey, hey, children, know that death and, and, and despair is crying. real. <laughs> Jeez, like, I just God. came to see Elsa. And they're just like, oh man. Oh man, there's <laughs> some dark humor in that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we do have a pretty packed show because we do have an in-depth interview and we are going to do some block news. But uh, just wanted to say that we have. Probably one of our first real tech, VR, music, AR-centric episode that's not really touching crypto, but there's a little gaming, actually. There's a, it's almost gamification, but it's more of just like, the this is exciting to me about the, the, the power of VR. And, I think and it's we did exciting. wax that wax announcement, and a lot of uh-huh. people were like, well, what is the benefit of, of, of this token? What else can it do? It's like, this is what it can do. This is uh, what these guys are doing. They're kind of creating a special thing in, in VR and AR. And, um, and with music, yeah, and so that's what Wax is kind of doing with AR and and the shoes, right, right. Uh, so um, we're really excited. We l- we know that this is basically going to be the future. We're all going to be wearing some sort of goggle while we're walking. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're excited to have them later. But right now, we're going to just do a real quick block news. All right, so first up, and of course, we have to talk about this. We just have to. It's Libra, which is the Facebook announced. Facecoin. <laughs> Facecoin. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg, the whole thing. Well, uh, we're going to have to talk about it ongoing because it's becoming it's becoming a global conversation in the snap of a finger. Yeah. What, France immediately announced that they're like, oh, we need to make sure that they don't rival the World Bank kind of and, stuff. And, and I'm like, oh, man. If Facebook is successful, this they will be the World Bank. They will be, yeah, which is that's the scariest part about it. Um, obviously the good thing, and I know people that are heavily into the crypto news are getting beaten over the head with the Libra news, but this is going to bring the conversation to normal people about, oh, what's the Bitcoin thing and what's the difference between Libra and Bitcoin? And these are the questions we want for adoption. This is important. But I am concerned about the power of the Zuck and how this will affect everything in the world. (laughs) And I just want to say, everybody, don't whoever you see calling this a crypto, tell them no. It's not a it crypto. Is, well, it's a cryptographic currency, but it's, it's not. It's, it's still not. Well, it's, it's not even cryptographic. Are they, but they're putting it on a blockchain. And it's so, a blockchain, that's and that's true. it. Just a that's blockchain it's, coin. It's, it's very Ripple XRP-ish, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be controlled. What is um, it, 10 million for a node? <laughs> so <laughs> my perspective is, first of all, I've been off of Facebook for almost like two years now. 
Um, I do use IG. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I do use Oculus. He owns that too. Yeah. WhatsApp. Um, but uh, WhatsApp I yeah. used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but one thing, Your bathroom? one thing <laughs> I know that he does smart is that he didn't take over IG and just say, hey, I'm going to come in and do a lot of changes. He, The original creator of IG still is with yeah, Instagram. That, that's actually really smart. Uh, Oculus, same deal. So Mark Zuckerberg's actual like technology deals and extra businesses he's purchased have been done actually not terribly. And they're they're all thriving right now. You just got one. You, yes. you know, Or you're going to get one. Uh, oh, their booth was kick-ass too. They had fun stuff. And so it, it didn't get enough attention, this, honestly. I both hate and love at the same time. I hate and love. Uh, yeah. I love because, yes, this might help like mainstream adoption, might have people thinking blockchain now. But again, my problem with it is that I, it's just the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, if you would have told me Jeff Bezo- Bezos maybe did this, I would have oh, been Amazon like, I still would have said no. I, I would have <laughs> said no still, but I would have been a little bit more okay with that. Now, I only follow anonymity. If you told me some random guy on the internet who who nobody knows who he is did it, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Jeff Bezos, listen, <laughs> we lost a Steve Jobs type, a guy that was pushing innovation. Now, Jeff, you can't deny he is. Uh, Musk is too, or trying oh, to. I would uh, buy Musk coin. Oh. In a heartbeat. Yeah. But, but that guy's going to save the damn world. But <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, he's buying these companies. He has, Facebook is not like an advancement in technology or anything. What Maybe this Libra in some ways is for him, but I just think it's the wrong person to do this. But I guess it's happening, and yeah. there's nothing we can do My about it. My only thing that I'm excited for is a possibility that Mark Zuckerberg will create an Oculus world where if I kill a player in that world, I get all of their Libra. <laughs> That'd be the coolest thing in the world, like a loot kind of situation. Uh, there will be PvP games. It, it won't be tethered to Libra. But, uh, it'll it, be but it could, it could, and it should. And that's what I'm you want to a get Ready at. Player One yes! with people with Libra yes! bounties on their head. Absolutely. Uh, you know, in a heartbeat. Oh, level man. me up. That's, <laughs> you're savage. That's the Wild West Bring of it. VR. Wow. Quickly, before we get out of block news, you want to talk about the new Harry Potter AR game. Yeah, it's basically Pokemon Go for those of you who don't like Pokemon it's and like Wizardry. Literally, that was actually funny. I saw people <laughs> online, they're like, I always hated Pokemon Go, but Harry Potter, I can't wait. And I'm like, you guys were making fun of everybody, stared at their phone, yeah. going around the neighborhood, actually getting out of their house to play games, and you were all talking shit. And now you're all jumping on the bandwagon because you didn't like Pokemon, but you like Harry Potter. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's That's the better it. part about Pokemon is that I was able to find three in my house. Oh, that's like great. Three or four. Like, I was, th- there was stuff everywhere. Whereas Harry Potter, it's going to have me like drive to another city to get to it. It's really, oh. it's really um, yeah, uh, b- b- crazy. Well, Pokemon Go is all get out and walk around, guys. Get out and walk around. And now it's like this one's like drive somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I actually, I want to say something like I'm a big gamer and I appreciate like Pokemon Go when it came out, but uh-huh. I just can't. It's too addictive. But a good example is I went to lunch with my buddy the day the Harry Potter game came out. And he literally is, he's one of the biggest Pokemon Go people I know. Mm-hmm. He's literally, like, he's been playing so much, like, real-life AR games. He was sitting at lunch, like, looking at me and tapping his, his thing. And I was like, Colin, <laughs> his phone, you, his phone, by the way. Are, are you even trends. looking? He's like, I just know where to tap now. You know, I'm just like, this is me all day. So I'm like, you're, we're having lunch, and you're just like. Don't tap, don't tap, don't tap anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> he almost locked his iPhone. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I was like, dude, there's some people that are just addicted so i stay away now i can't pokemon go Go got released while i was traveling abroad so actually the first ones i caught were in bali (laughs) and uh what i was trying to look i was like oh there's no pokemon in vietnam (laughs) 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 which you you figure there would be they're all underground uh but yeah it was it was actually 
pretty funny. And then, you know, I got back. I was, I was kind of like that too. I was a bartender at the time. And what I would do is I would, we were not allowed to use our phones at work. So what I would do is I'd have mine in a check presenter. It folded up. So I'd have it next there. So every time I'd go to the computer to enter in a, uh, uh, an order. It was right. There was a stop at the restaurant I worked at, a Border Grill in Santa Monica. There was a stop, a poke stop right there. So I just go in and be like, oh, okay, collect, connect, nice. connect, collect. Oh, my shifts, I killed it, crushed it. It was <laughs> nice. amazing. So. But in regards to Harry Potter, it's the same exact thing, only you're collecting uh, mythical creatures or that are escaping that you've got to like lock down creatures. so that nor- the muggles don't know yeah. that magic exists. But what I love is they, they allowed me to do an avatar and it had a lot of fun filters. So I'm going to post. Th- uh, one of me having hair, and it's great. <laughs> oh, man. <Nice. laughs> Daniel with hair. I can only imagine. It's beautiful. Well, you'll have yes. to keep us posted on your Harry Potter game. Well, I downloaded that. I just haven't got I past the tutorial. I don't know I'm not doing it. the same thing, but we'll check it out. Yeah. I got to, like, it's level 26 fans. in Pokemon Go, which was pretty good for the time when it first came out. Look, I've, if you're a fan of Pokemon, you're going to enjoy Pokemon. Sure, I love it. If you're a fan it. of Harry Potter, you're going to really enjoy I'm it. I'm a huge fan. I read all the books. So then you're going to enjoy it. I know, I but I know I'm going to enjoy it too much, so I'm staying Oh, that's why you're not doing it? Just for the addictive purposes. I like, don't want. To. I have enough problems on yeah. Twitter. He's you know, already on gotten Twitter. Uh, Pokemon Anonymous. Yeah, meeting. so I just just trying to save myself from you know. Be, I used to drive to spots in my car for Pokemon. I used okay. to literally like drive slow, be like, oh, we'll get this. My father-in-law, and this is why you no longer have a car, my friend. Maybe my father-in-law still plays Pokemon Go hardcore. He also works for the airlines, so he can fly pretty much anywhere. Uh, for extremely cheap so he flew to germany uh a couple months ago he's like i'm like oh you're going to germany what for he's like oh pokemon event and i'm like oh holy gosh. crap <laughs> yeah. so you... it's funny he's flown to tokyo he's flown to germany because he flies for the weekend and then comes back like it's just so easy for him because it's just so cheap he works for the airlines he just get on the flight and go he's like all right i'm just gonna go go to germany and collect pokemon <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's that next level awesome. yeah he's pretty cool there's cool also that one uh, asian dude on the internet that you see that he's riding a bike and has like 16 i think he's in iPhones. taiwan Okay. Yeah, I think he's famous. He has like a backpack with a giant power pack and 16 iPhones. And he's around, he just bikes around the city playing Pokemon 16 going, Pokemon Go accounts. all over the place. Oh, man. You don't need any help for a raid. That dude just leveling his him. His own raid. I know. Ugh, that's crazy. Sweetness. But yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Listen, uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue playing because I also stopped Pokemon Go because for the same reasons Andy had. Yeah, I'm going to try to get into it a little bit just so I can get an understanding of it, how it's different. It's developed by the same developer, Niantic. Yeah. The same one that did Pokemon Go, so it's going to be extremely similar. Uh, so I just want to be able to get a good grasp on it just so do a yeah, little I mean, review you can, myself. You, you can collect multiple things, whereas in Pokemon Go, you're basically just collecting Pokemon. Uh, whereas this one, you, there's a lot of different tasks and things that you can do. Well, they probably learned from the mistakes because Pokemon Go grew too fast, and then people like had all these complaints. But they were like, "Oh my goodness!" Like we were uh, actually one of the guys from Wax was involved uh, with you know a company that involved with Go- Pokemon Go's growth at the time, and he was even saying he's like they went from a staff of twenty to a staff of ninety like the snap of a finger because it just happened so fast. They were like, "Oh my god, this is so much attention, so much attention!" So I think they're trying to fix any of the mistakes that maybe they had the growing pains that Pokemon Go had so I I just hope that they have some sort of thing that will warn people when they're being stupid and they're like on a cliff think, or something I think we need that in every device that exists I guess so <laughs> never mind then sorry didn't mean to put that on your gaming community uh, <laughs> augmented reality is the future I don't know if it, it, attaching it into phones is the future but we're all going to be wearing a cooler version of Google Glass uh, that I think I'm excited for it yeah possibly yes there's going to be something like that um, speaking of the future and augment reality and virtual reality. Uh, we have a really nice treat for you guys, uh, an in-depth interview with uh, what at heart is a band. Mirror Shot is a mm-hmm. band. And we have Roman, who's coming on to talk about the tour they're on, first of all. They're touring right now, guys, doing this immersive mesh of AR, VR, 
AI meshed with music. So that's a lot. That's a lot of letters. So what we want, what we're, what we are, we're able to do is, is actually talk to Roman and learn about this kind of new form of live music, pretty much. So I'm just going to throw... That is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to throw right to it. This is uh, Roman. Basically, it's, it started off as, as a band, and then it kind of grew into a, a collective of people that we have people who make films, people who are designers and coders and musicians. Um, and it kind of came out of a bit of a frustration of the fact that in the music in the music industry we've all, we've all worked in other bands before and we've put out records and stuff but in the in the music industry it feels like there's a and i'm sure lots of people who are in the music industry who might be listening to this might disagree but it feels like there's a real um mistrust maybe of technology or just a, a diff, they have a, sometimes there's a problem in trying to work out what it means or how it affects them and i think a lot of people especially after if you speak to a lot of the older people in the music industry um the idea of technology is something that they're kind of a bit suspicious of because they all have this memory of like Napster and the the internet destroying their business and having to sort of rebuild things. Um, and so, what but what we found is that like um, the things that are happening in music, are, you know, there's interesting things that happen, like developments and things being done in a new way, and you get new genres and new tools. But it just feels like it, well, it felt like it was just the same thing like we would go on tour and you'd play a show and then you do a festival and then you put a video out and you know it's all really exciting and everybody loves doing it but it's just the same thing that happens that's been happening like it's the model's the same really since like the 60s like the business model and the the actual logistics of putting on a show and releasing you know sharing music with people yeah it's basically been you get up you perform get it going bring whatever you need you know on they've added in recent years uh you know video to the stage and stuff like that but, but yeah exactly but i mean that's like when you think much. about it that was pink floyd were doing that in the 60s and bands i think specifically bands are they just like it's it's a difficult model mo like mold to try and break so anyway that was the thinking behind um well that's sort of the frustration that led to us starting this new project and then i kind of like a lot of my friends especially ones who started off in music or started off as producers um because it's so impossible to make any money or sustain a, any kind of life in it the majority of people who start off as you guys probably know some people who you, they you know they put together a project or a band or they're a producer Plenty. and then yeah especially out in la you in know, la it happens it's a, a very lot. normal <laughs> thing in la the starving artists are all <laughs> it's, around it's us. all here yeah the starving artists or the or the the like infinite beginning of a project that never really transpires but i mean the other thing is is that i i know a lot of people who who then moved into like tech and gaming and um and startups and in a way that I, I sort of noticed they had a much more like they're doing much more exciting stuff like it's there's obviously loads of exciting stuff to do with touring in a band and playing music and um and and performing but the stuff that was happening in especially friends who were getting into like vr and tech and starting their own companies there's just a different like a different atmosphere to it and i think there's like you know you're i think your you guys podcast is a really like a good example of it like that it's there's a different tone to it it's not like um you know here's some news on this and here's that there's a genuine sense of there's a a new world that's around us and that we almost you know that's what like when i've i've, I've noticed that there's a sense of almost like a responsibility towards sort of an ethical way of using tech like obviously there's entertainment side of it like there's games and there's other fun stuff but then there's more there's a more serious side to it which 
I think that started to merge with our ideas of what a band could be or should be. And, I, and so going back to the sort of traditional ideas of what a band is, that's supposed to be what, it, you know, you're supposed to take all the things that are around you or the technology that's being used and all the ideas that are banging around and say, well, here's our, you know, here's how we encapsulate that into one thing, like whether that's a record or a music video or in our case, like a VR app and concert. Nice. We want to get deeper in, into your background in a moment, but just if you can do sure. a quick sum up, what is Miro Shot now? Just quickly for our, our listeners we're, who want to, we're a, to know We're more. a band and a a collective and a startup uh, it's which is like uh, there's not a there's not an unpretentious way of saying that so i'm just going to jump in and sound that was very pretentious but i was going to let you go with it let's go no you can let me do it. i was going to say that it's impossible to talk about any of these things without sounding a bit idealistic because the but then the other option is well then just do the same thing to be another band or just be another boring startup or just you know be a be, you, there's a million people that call themselves collectives you know that are just they have a copy of Photoshop and they make a T-shirt, you know, then it's a collective, which is fair enough. I don't think that there's, they should, I think we should kind of avoid, or I personally try and avoid like getting too insecure about it because it feels like you stop having ideas and you stop having, you, you kind of clutter yourself up with lots of, yeah, no way, run with it. This is a totally yeah. new thing, so you might as so well the, just be the innovator. Yeah, for it. exactly. And it's also that, that we're in a really exciting time for this, where maybe in like ten years, you, you, it will be you know it'll be impossible to have a, uh, a like a crypto and gaming podcast because there'll be you know Fox News and there'll be giant ones and like the fact that for instance with in, in you guys you've put something together off your own back because you are passionate about it, and the reason it works is because people feed into that passion and it's obviously not bullshit because you're you know there's you can tell it you can tell from listening to it that it's there's some integrity to it and you're doing it for the right reasons and it's the same with what we're after it's not necessarily to like sell millions of records or to like just pull some kind of publicity stunt it's to say here we are at the like threshold of this an insane new revolution that's going to happen and it isn't even necessarily just a positive thing like there's a lot of dark things that are going to happen to do with vr and immersive tech and cryptos and decentralization that in a way you almost have a responsibility to kind of be, be like explore it so that you can kind of not be you know use the tools that are being developed before they get used against you kind of thing yeah and first off i just want to say thank you for the kind words we're going to use that for an itunes review if you don't mind yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, well, so, I got loads of other ones. Oh, good. So I, I had an idea of uh, you kind of like walking us through the the thing, but I wanted to just touch on your background a little bit. I know you you actually obviously come from a band, but did you work on like a video game too, or a few things in that? Yeah, nature? we worked on music and sound design for video games, oh. and um, we've kind of. I come from a I come from a filmmaking background, so cool. The project we did before was we would take live musicians and uh, orchestral musicians into a cinema and then play effectively like a silent movie. Um, and then it would be edited in real time with the orchestra playing and actors doing the voiceovers. So you'd have this film that was kind of never the same twice. Yeah, that's kind of a different medium for the film. Before. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's an idea that's kind of, I guess it feeds into video game or interactive culture in that like, it's about the fact that people crave something that's not going to be the same every time. You know, like people are not, everyone will always go and see films and everyone's always going to listen to albums, but there's a reason that the film industry and the music industry is like worth a quarter of what the video game industry is. And it's because people 
crave like agency and they crave a feeling that what they're doing is their personal take on it you know which is by the way that was really that's a really cool concept do you guys still do that by chance i would love to go back and see it again yeah i mean in a way the vr show which i'll i'll describe uh in a bit is is an extension it's an it's just an evolution of that really we took that show the last one the, the one i mentioned in cinema from london to australia and it did like film festivals and some music festivals and stuff and it was the first moment that we realized there's actually a lot we could do with this idea of just a band which in some ways you can kind of get away with murder if you're in a band because you don't have a client you don't have a like you don't have like users or subscribers that you have to you know you can pretty much do your own thing obviously if you make something and no one likes it you die but yeah, equally but you, creative freedom you, you know <laughs> yeah you exactly it's why people i suppose it's why people throw their lives away on it. yeah and i so you know so far i i've been uh, pretty obsessed with vr uh i'd say over the past like year and a half or so just because the technology has evolved yeah. so much uh so quickly you know from what we had in the 90s the lawnmower man time and everything they were trying mm -hmm. to have vr be a thing but now the technology is so like it's it's so pro it's progressed so far that the capabilities mm. now i'm just i'm fascinated with what people are creating so that's why this project yeah. to me seemed really interesting aside from just hey somebody shot a vr camera at a uh, edm concert now put on the helmet yeah, yeah, yeah. and listen well, so. there is it's important to point out the amount of like crap vr there is as well i think yeah, absolutely it's it's like it's like with every new medium i guess i mean we went you know maybe that was the same thing when 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 cinema was like because what we're talking about is not the it's not the birth of of a medium as much as the birth of the technology that will lead to the medium so no one knows what mm -hmm. the hell to do with it you know there was those apparently you know when they discovered which is a discovery when you discover that 24 frames a second uh showed in quick succession gives the illusion of of, of movement that's like people would have you know fairground and attractions where you would go and just look at a dancing lady like eight seconds three seconds of footage and yeah. you would just be like well that's amazing and people the, would be like that's incredible the style yeah, effect exactly. and stuff yeah and then you've got another like what is it like 30 years until you get a kubrick or a kurosawa or 40 years or whatever so it's like and then and then we have the idea of cinema and you have the idea of like the story arc and the protagonist and a film lasts this long and then you have the studio systems and then you have so i feel like that's where we are with vr we're like walking to a tent where a man in a monocle is saying roll up and look at the amazing immersive app and then you go in it and you're like okay that's cool like i looked around a, a field and i chopped some fruit or whatever uh and uh that's about it so like it's pretty I don't accurate feel, and I'm also, <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not saying that 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 we have like nailed it and we this is how vr is going to be shown and we've got but i definitely feel like from what you were saying about technology expanding and 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 this particular type of technology growing at this insane rate that there are artists around the world who are taking it and really running with it in interesting ways you know yeah. whether, whether they're game developers or documentarians or like us, experiences like yeah it's like yeah exactly yeah there's some pretty and that's what uh, our co-host daniel just actually won an oculus rift s from e3 he was very happy wow. so he's going to be diving in uh, <laughs> really heavily i'm like there's a lot of free stuff out there but some of it's just terrible and even the stuff you yeah, pay for yeah. can be mixed up so yeah. so yeah, yeah this like if you could take us a little further in like what okay. should we experience when we do participate in uh with well seeing as i've got the uh the is it or isn't it pretentious bit out of the way i'll just do a hard sell because <laughs> there's no point in me being english about it and saying well you know you gotta go there. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't, don't be it's, shy not right now we need, we need i really hard apologize sell. I'm slightly Canadian as well, so that's like a double apology I should throw in there. Like, I should just, <laughs> you, you know, it's understated and hopefully no. But what we're what we're doing that I feel like not one, not anyone else is doing in VR at the moment is, I feel like the VR. The what's incredible about VR is that it's this 
it connects to this idea of like a ritual of an experience that goes back like two thousand years. It kind of theater is an experience, like going to the cinema is an experience, and and it's also this idea of total art that is that VR I think is, which is, I mean. Uh, seeing as I've already gone over the pretentious disclaimer, the uh, Wagner, right, the uh, like a who created the Ring site, like this incredible composer, had this idea of total art, which I'm I'm not going to say it in German because I would get it wrong. But this <laughs> idea that everything about the experience, like the sound, the smell, uh, is and the is all part of this the, the piece that you're at, and you you as a spectator are part of it. And so they would he would use like everything from poetry, acting, singing, orchestra, like even early like pyrotechnics in the like in the 18th century, whatever, uh, or, uh, operas that they have. And the idea is that we've taken a, a band, a concert, which is this pretty straightforward thing. You know, you go somewhere, some musicians play, but we've created like the most extreme version of what you can do with music and technology and pixels and sound waves to create this 15 minute, effectively like a trip where you walk into this room and you have, it's you. And at the moment we do a 20 person seated experience, which is um, a 15 minute run through of a live piece of music with synths and drums and vocals and samples and beats. Um, and the entire experience is viewed through uh, a VR um, HMD and it switches between reality and the virtual. So you're one minute you're looking at the person you're sitting next to in the band, mm -hmm. and then the next minute you're all each of you flying over a sort of low poly desert landscape. Wow. Um, okay. And it flips back and forth between them. We also have like we've created this system that has that controls temperature and scent and sort of there's haptics uh, in the chairs built in. And the idea is that we're not doing you know a lot of the things that I saw. And actually, I was at VRLA um, over in LA. And a lot of the things you see that are the most high-end, like Google have put millions and millions into it. There's a big queue and there's like a guy with like a laminate and he, you, you put on a headset and you sort of climb a hill in VR while there's a queue of people waiting behind you and then you take it off and that's VR. Like, yep. So it's, it's a bit of a response to that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the things that we can do is we're able to go, obviously we've done it in like, a, we've done it in churches. We were in a warehouse in Hamburg about two weeks ago. Um, tomorrow's is a sort of a, old venue in london um and the idea is we can do it anywhere and it's really quick and there's no big queue you everyone you know you have a slot and you go and do it and it's very very in intense and very short because of but because of the restrictions in a way of vr and how expensive it is to make but the uh, vr itself is fully live rendered so you can basically fly around within these spaces um you can choose different directions to go in so no one's experience is the same but then there huh. are these moments where everyone is in the same experience so um, and that's, really yeah, fascinating. That's it seems like it's, you know, it's not only just a musical experience, which, you know, kind of, you know, as I said, some are trying to replicate. It's a whole artistic installation of a medium of experience, including, as you're saying, visual, audio, uh, physical, all those things. Yeah, so. exactly. It's, a, you know, it's, it's as well as there being all these serious points about the fact that it's looking at how our relationships to to art is changing and the way that we want to interact with stuff and it references video games and there's, you know, these big serious points. It's also meant to be like an electronic music or rock and roll show where everything's turned up like to 11. Yeah, like, I, a video, I, like a live video game stroke music video stroke concert. Yeah, I saw uh, what you guys are doing and I'm like, these guys have successfully created the feeling of being on ecstasy without actually having to take ecstasy, <laughs> which was yeah, um, we have, amazing. We, we have to watch out for that a bit because like uh, when we played a show in Amsterdam in the Institute of Contemporary Art, we had a, 
it was a three-day thing and on the first day because no one knows what it's like so then on the first day some people came and they were like oh this is amazing we love this so much it's great and then on the third day they came back visibly on something <laughs> with their oh, friends no. yeah i could imagine people would <laughs> so want to take hallucinogens or whatever before yeah. they dive in which whew, so we have, to put, we, have to, we have to publicly declare that that's uh, we don't advise it but you know yeah that, that would be good advice uh what made <laughs> you realize or what made you strive to do this because obviously we also come from 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 filmmaking backgrounds as well and uh but we're like i was focused on the storytelling it sounded like you were focused on the presentation which was interesting well there's a storytelling aspect to it they um we have eric todd dullams who i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh fallout fallout 3 of course so he was the voice of three dog (laughs) oh no way yeah, so he's wow. the, he does all the voiceovers for it because we wanted a, a voice that was really <laughs> like awesome. familiar to gamers. Um, he's also, I mean, the guy's done tons of stuff. Like he's worked with, he's, he was in The Wire and he's done like Spike Jones films and he's, Spike Lee films, sorry. And he's uh, um, been, he's in like the, like Skyrim and loads of other huge titles. But That's great. He, uh, he kind of guides you through this experience and it's a similar nice. way to his, his, to his three dog character. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, we're bringing it to LA soon, so I'd love you guys to. Uh, we're we're, to, we're yes, there. Please, just we'd love to check. It we out. will leave the drugs at home this time. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't need them for this. No, actually, I, I want to be completely coherent to experience this whole thing. So. Let's let's talk about like the importance of like the music side of it. I want to hear how do you define the music side of it? Um, the music side. Well, the, the, what was interesting was we had a we put together a few tracks and we got our record deal in place. And it was kind of like, you know, we'll put together some music and we were interested in using visuals and different things. And then we got like the first, which we, st- I start, you know, I've met a few people who were like working with DK2 and getting, they had like gear VRs and a copy of Unity. And it suddenly was this like eureka moment of like, we can like, we can actually do this. Like we can make a VR experience. And I kind of think that that's suddenly that opened up a lot of doors. You know, this is kind of thing that game design and using this sort of tech would have been impossible like 10 years ago, not only because the Oculus didn't exist, et cetera, but literally the tools to do this stuff would, you'd need a team of like a hundred people and you'd need billions of dollars. Um, and then all of a sudden, like someone in the collective with a broken laptop and a sort of a, uh, a gear VR was making VR experiences that we were sort of soundtracking. Hmm. And then we kind of were like, okay, well, we'd have people who come to some of our rehearsals and they would just like test out some of the VR experiences that we were making, which were really, I mean, like glitchy and weird and a bit just not, you know, not, <laughs> not pleasant or comfortable experiences. Um, and then we, then we started listening to the music, watching with this stuff in mind. And the idea kind of came about of like, well, what, like, what does a band, I kind of find bands, this is, and again, I'll probably get in loads of hassle over this, but, I find like bands, especially in the UK, where there's this very traditional, you're a band, you play this, it's this sort of song, there's guitars, there's drums, that like they feel, it feels kind of dated to me a lot. Not dated, but it's always very retrospective, if you see what I mean. You know, you're either a band that sounds like the Smiths, or you're a band that sounds like the Stones, or you're, you're never, there's no, I I was like, well, there isn't really such a thing as like, what is a, what is a contemporary band, you know? Like, Mm because we were, we also were all producers, so we could all have just made like face melting electronic like Aphex Twin beats and then you put someone in VR and you're like there you go but there are artists who are doing it there's a, there's a guy called Ash Kusher who does it in a much he does it in a brilliant way so he doesn't he does he creates VR experiences and he's signed to Ninja Tune and does some really interesting stuff but yeah. he does it where he's in VR and he creates music within that space that's so it's it's sounds that he are inspired by by that frame of mind if you want 
But what happened mm -hmm. with us is then all the music that we started making the, through the VR experience, when we started to think of it in that context, it's a completely different thing. You know, you're like, it's a bit like you're probably familiar with writing when you're writing a story. If you're writing it for a film and for the for the cinema, then you're it's a totally different context. So you're going to think of it in terms of the audience and the opening shot and the, uh, you know, the, the kind of story arc, because that's the context it's going to end up in. And with us writing music, thinking people are going to be flying over like pixelated landscapes and they're going to be sort of in these stylized worlds. So what does that sound like? And it kind of ended up, um, we've got, we've put out, we're putting out our first EP in a couple of weeks, but we've put out nice. three songs already from it. And if you listen to it, I'm not, I mean, obviously this is the intention behind it, whether it's, whether it comes across as a different, a different matter, but it's this idea of something like that's VR for me is a very human sort of, actually, I was just listening to your E3 thing on VR where one of you mentioned, Oh, thank you. Um, that you were trying to reload a gun and it was that idea of, that was me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, I love that. Cause it was like, well, where's the, where's the reload button? Cause we're yeah. used to this <laughs> like abstraction. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has to be as intuitive as possible to work. Well, know? the whole thing was like, I wasn't used to that because I don't play a lot of VR. And I was like, wait. And the guy's like, just, you know, grab the gun and reload it. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Where's the button? <laughs> I find, I think that's an incredible moment. Or it maybe made me smile when I heard that because it, it makes me think of this fact that, like, I don't know if you know much about Marshall McLuhan, but he talks about the fact that. Like as soon as we started writing, as soon as you put things down in 2D, as soon as we had photographs and like the internet or whatever, that that's an abstract way of interfacing with the world. Like we're three-dimensional mammals. So you're used, you know, we're built to be in a three-dimensional landscape, like focusing on things and operating in things with our hands in that kind of sense. So everything, like when you, it's like one good analogy is like when you try and show like your grandmother, let's say how to use a computer, you, if, you, if you want to tell her like, to open your emails, you have to move this mouse across an X, Y axis, which is actually an opposite axis on the screen. Then you have to move the mouse, which is a pointer, which is your finger, over a picture of an envelope because an envelope is a reference to it. And you double click on it. Like, oh, that's Did you ever mental. write manuals? Like, that was a really no. good explanation. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> matter. yeah. Even, but even with that really coherent explanation, they're still like, I don't understand. Like, and, you know, your grandma will just look at your, her hand. While yeah, she's totally. Doing. Whereas if yeah. you put her in a VR experience and there's like a clock floating in front of her in an envelope, and you say, open your emails, she'll just grab the, you know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of like VR represents a, it's not that it's a falling into a more techno technical, technological environment. And it's not that we're becoming these weird dehumanized things. I think it's the opposite. I think we're more human within those environments because you're in a physical space and we're used to being in physical spaces. Yeah. And I just think where the technology is, the Im immersion level is so much better. Like it's, Everybody that I've had try it out, of course, you know, when they first try out VR, they take off the, as soon as they take off the mats, they go, whoa, I'm back to normal. And I'm just like, wow, yeah, like, yeah. Like people are so into it. So creating this experience to take people into that immersion with an instinctual, you know, integration. I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I think that like going back to artists and what the role of like, what are, what the role of, a, of anyone who's, 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 who's a creative is or how they can use VR is like, I just feel like VR is the purest form of art in the sense that like the whole point of writing a good book or making a great film or whatever take is that moment where your viewer or the listener is totally detached from reality because they're just sucked into this world that you've made and that's that's really the definition of a successful piece of art isn't it you're like absolutely you are you are having an immersive experience even if it's uh, looking at a photo 
that is just a brilliantly taken photograph for a minute you disappear inside it so for me vr is like the extreme version of that like you have total control over an entire well what from what we're doing like sound scent temperature where the person is what even what they are like you can make your person who's an audience embody a different human being you know so it's a really powerful medium which obviously mm -hmm. we like you said we haven't even started exploring yeah no i'm i'm I, i'm trying to imagine what it is so i i'm really excited to experience it yeah yeah it's the same with your crypto side of things as well you yeah. know like what the hell does that what is that world going to look like but one thing we're certain of is it's 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 just on an on a rise that isn't going to get stopped so it's about trying to work it out and trying to understand how it's going to fit in because with an example of like social media because we were people were i think slow to understand the importance of it because of the fact that it seems so puerile you know to like write 100 and whatever how many 60 characters and sharing you know liking pictures of an omelet and stuff it's easy to discount the people like oh, this social media is bullshit but actually then you look at like trump and you look at brexit and you look at all these things that happened because we were you know cambridge analytica scandals like the entire world is shifting under our feet because of technology we didn't understand quick enough just a question about you guys were you guys are in the middle of a tour right now and i was just curious just because you you kind of start doing it internationally do you think that just everyone doesn't matter where you're from everyone just kind of experiences it the same and is that kind of like a goal of it like someone in germany that could could appreciate the same way as someone in the uk and someone in la like it's supposed to be one experience the same That's time a really good question yeah so um, i was just curious i think it's like what's interesting is different countries we've now played, done it in four countries and the different different countries react in different ways but also we've done it in different settings like one i feel like this is across like there's the art like there's the art world that where vr is like this you know very complex sort of but a bit fashionable way of making an immersive experience where you can kind of do i've seen a, equally i've seen a lot of really crap like pretentious art vr experiences and then there's the gaming world and the gaming world just wants things to be fast and they want like they want to be completely immersed in stuff and they want you know they want to live in Fortnite. and then there's the music world where they want to experience music in like a really extreme or really powerful way and when we're playing to the um to the art crowd they all listen to the story and they're really like what happened to the guy in the desert that was running that we heard the voiceover oh. and they really you know because we talked to them afterwards obviously and then in the music world there are people who kind of they like the fact that we're shifting between virtual worlds and, and a real band that's playing in front of you. Um, but they always want it to be longer because they're used to it being a, 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 your, your set is this long kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then the, the, um, the gaming world who just want everything faster. And when you can pick a path in the, the experience, they want the fastest, most extreme <laughs> path. Which that will is, be me. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I think, I think different countries as well, the French are really, uh, they're into the idea of like, They've always like historically have embraced different mediums really quickly, and they, and it's a lot less like they're a lot less suspicious of it, I think. And then, for instance, in the UK, especially if you play in bands, the last thing you want to be is like either a geek or uh, or or like full of loads of pretentious art concepts. So there are lots of it's eyed with a lot of suspicion, <laughs> which is why we made it loud and noisy and live as well. Well. I think you described it the best way because it's not really about where they're from. It's about what you're interested in. And because you're colliding all these different aspects of technology, you know, you got VR people where kind of the gaming realm fits into that and the musicians. Yeah, exactly. So that's really, really interesting. I think you answered that great, actually. And uh, I'm, I'm actually visualizing the experience as we've been talking to you. So I'm really excited 
when you come to LA, we're, we're going to be front row. Whatever. Yes, please. If there is a front row, we're going to be front of row. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I will, uh, I'll, I'll send uh, on on Twitter or whatever, I'll send you some of the videos. Of, oh, sweet. Yeah, please. We've got some, some ones and I'll, I'll, I'll link them on your on your Twitter. Thanks. Oh, absolutely. Now, now, we want to know what's what's kind of next. Like this, the idea, the concept really hits me because I, I feel like you have a whole AR situation that can happen and and it works really well with blockchain and crypto technology because we can start owning digital assets and and be able to wear our own armor or new shoes or whatever we want on uh, in the virtual world or in an augmented yeah. reality so i want to know first off um is this always going for you is this always going to be an experience that we must travel to or at some point can we kind of like log in globally uh, from yeah our i own think home? i think it's really important that it, it it we we're we're looking outside of just making it one physical space because i feel like the whole idea of this was we were taking this new tech and new vr to you know to places that aren't like major cities where there's lots of you know people who um maybe have enough money to buy their own headsets and it becomes this kind of elitist thing like so we're playing in everywhere from like the middle of nowhere and the sort of uh, parts of like Belgium and parts of Germany to we're doing some shows in in Asia and obviously coming to the US and the idea is that being there and physically being there is like the, the peak experience but we are working with uh, various like headset manufacturers and the sort of uh, digital platforms such as um, HTC Vive port and stuff so the idea is that you would be able to log in and when we're playing our show for instance tomorrow that you would be able to be a kind of twitch ghost avatar and that the people who are live a force ghost just see... call it a force ghost force ghost, twitch yeah. force ghost. thank you okay, got it <laughs> and um and yeah and you could that there are this this idea of making something which is a bit more like a persistent world that is the world you visit in the experience so we actually spoke to do you know philip rosedale from second life and from high fidelity nice who's, he's got some really interesting uh, angles on the idea of you know cryptos and the idea of a currency and owning things in a virtual sense well yeah i was and gonna I mean, ask if you were gonna sell like virtual shirts at like virtual concession stands and stuff like that because that would yeah, be really think, cool to yeah, have like one of the things that we've actually i mean this is as much as i'm sort of telling you all the big exciting stuff that's happening it's also been really tough to be honest because we are coming at this from a independent label that is sort of looking after us and that's been absolutely amazing to help us get this off the ground but in terms of how much it costs to make something like this we've had to we've created a startup and so we're getting into our first round of um investment in about a month and a half i can imagine the this could start just... racking up uh, some dollar signs you know <laughs> as you get further into it <laughs> it's one of the things is that we kind of tried to we were a bit suspicious of it at first because you get people who come along and they go, look, I love this. This is for me. This is totally the future of this. And I really got lost in it and please do it again. And then someone else will come up and go, how would you feel about doing this for uh, Schweppes? Or how would you feel about doing a kind of version of this that is like, you know, for ESO petrochemicals? And it's like, actually, this is where we have to slightly be cautious about it. Yeah. It's like, the whole point of this is meant to be a sponsorship. <laughs> It's meant to be an explorer. It's meant to, also the other thing about VR that I find, or the, to be honest, the thing about tech in general, is that there is this sense that it's just like just everything's going to be dystopian and everything's going to go black mirror and everything's crap and cryptos will ruin the world and social media will make you kill yourself. Some of it will, but you video know. <laughs> games. But that's the thing. I mean, it will if we all just decide it will. That's true. 
Yeah. Like if we all just throw our hands up and just say, ah, oh, well, it's you know, Black Mirror, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then, we'll, then definitely you'll die and definitely the planet will end and it will all be sad and then we'll all have been right. But who will be around to care? So wait, so, is this an episode true. of Black Mirror when we go visit your show? This is very meta, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> it's like a Black Mirror. It's like a, imagine Black Mirror, but with a positive ending. Absolutely. That's true. That's what, that's what well, I'm loving about this. <laughs> I mean, you guys get a lot of that within the crypto space, isn't it? It's people who are saying this will destroy global economies. And this, will, <laughs> this is like the whole thing that was wrong with the world was that these, this data and th these decisions are in the hand of human beings who are inherently selfish. So if you decentralize it, then everyone has an equal say an equal stake and obviously there's this this period of adapting to it which is horrible and everyone says look how terrible it's going and people are losing loads of money and this person got scammed and this kid is in vr and this person died playing that video game but then after a while i think like there's a really interesting video on this idea of video games and them being ethical and them being a powerful tool there's jane mcgonagall did this incredible ted talk on um on how it's like there's something that's like the mass exodus of people from reality that's happening, that more people are playing video games than any other medium in the history of mankind. And rather than saying, oh, well, this is terrible, like I don't want my kid to play Fortnite, is that the, 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 the world should harness this, this enormous like, resource of, you know, you've got billions of people getting online and whether they're playing like Warcraft or whatever, they all are getting together to solve problems and to work together on something. Like it may, fair enough, it's an abstract and non-existent problem. But the idea is that if you were to take this huge concentration of human emotion and energy and time, then you could solve tons of problems. You know? Absolutely right. Yeah. No, I like your spin. And I think that's just like the best quote is like, it's like a Black Mirror episode, but everything goes fine. Everyone has a great <laughs> yeah. time, you know? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good example. Well, uh, Roman, uh, I know you guys are like mid-tour and I'm pro you're probably you know been super busy with traveling so we appreciate coming on the show mid-tour yes, and thank you so oh, much um also uh could you just um be, i think uh technically we record this the day before but you have a show uh today uh which mm -hmm. is tuesday could you and could you just uh shout out any of your uh promotions any shows coming up and then yeah, of course sure. where if to find we, you if you if you go to mirrorshot.com uh, m-i-r-o-s-h-o-t then everything should be up there um under shows basically and like if you follow us on socials you'll see where where we are what we're up to awesome cool and yeah. then i have to give a shout out to Anne who uh put this together yeah, uh, the boolean yeah at the Definitely. boolean yeah and uh she's been uh she kind of i kind of met her at an event we did called game speed and then that's how we got connected to you so we're absolutely happy to have had you because this is very nichey uh it hits a really awesome part of the tech world that we're into um, totally. Of course, and we've talked a lot about gaming, which is always coming up when, in all technology. There's some gamification of everything. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the future too. So, so Roman, uh, thanks so much, and uh, we really appreciate you. And uh, have a great show tonight and the rest no of worries. the run. Thank you very much, and congratulations on your show. So, that was great. I like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. I. I I really needed him to paint the, the visual picture for the whole experience for me because just hearing the concept, I was like, oh, it's like, you know, I know it was more than just being in VR at a concert, which we there was a booth at E3 that was uh, trying to promote that as well. And I was like, okay, that's it. But it's like, how immersive is it going to be if I'm in the pit at a Rancid concert yeah. or something? It, it's a cool concept. I just want to know how interesting, how long is that going to keep my interest? I'm also curious as to how we can interact with the other audience members. That's what he said, too. Is, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, that whole thing sounds really just interesting that where you are in the theater while this is happening changes your experience, too. So it's like there's so many layers on this. It's uh, there's a lot really of layers, exciting. which really is really excited to experience this.
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's fun. It's and I, I forgot to mention I was gonna say is that this is an example of getting you out of the house to do something with technology, but it's in a social format, which I thought was really also a a difference because everyone thinks technology is gonna make us lazy, 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 but at least it's an instance of going out and experience something with technology. And yeah. I mean, all your senses are going on, on something like this, I'm sure. Which yeah, you said from the temperature of the room to see if, you know, if, smells and stuff. It's like And it, the story about the the young you know, t- whoever like went to the show the first night and then they came back and he's like, they were definitely on something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like, let's get messed up and go see this. That's totally going to be a thing. But that's a good, I, I, in a weird way, it's a good sign because, you know, you're always like, it, it, it just means it's a very like visual experience. So. Yeah. We're itching closer and closer towards the Matrix, guys. Like, I guess as so. As soon as they could just upload our brain. I thought we were already in the Matrix. I wish. I but I, I would have picked a better. That's way. the woke thing to say. <laughs> so yeah, we look forward to having more kind of niche technology things like this, and this is something very different. I think it was really cool. Not a lot of people know about it, at least not all around you know the the U.S. parts. And it looks like they're going to be coming to U.S. soon. So right now they're in London, yeah. finishing off in London. They start in Germany. So that's pretty cool. And they're in LA. Ooh, I'm excited to check yeah, this yeah. out. I, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. We'll do like some kind of thing for them. We'll shoot it or, or you know, whatever. Yes. Uh, we'll do something. But uh, excited about future technology stuff. I want to get some um, other companies that do AR, VR stuff in it. It seems like we'll be getting that. So Sweet. I'm uh, in. If you want to rate and review us, please, if you've been listening to us and you haven't yet, please go over and please just do it. think of the children. Uh, give us some stars. Uh, leave a review. Say, you know, uh, Aaron is bay or, <laughs> right. or man. We, and we're never going to tell you to smash that like button and yeah. smash that subscribe button. I will. Daniel used to. God, I please, love it. Uh, and then our please main. Stop the smashing. Yeah. And then the main hub is thecoinboys.com. But our social media is pretty big on Twitter. We like to be yeah. active. We're very engaged. We're all on Twitter quite a bit. So it's you the can Coinboys podcast. Uh, actually, Coinboys podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and that's it for, for us. And we'll see you all next week. Yes, indeed. Peace. Bye, Bye everybody. Oh